everyone and welcome to the Voice Magazine podcast. I'm voice contributor Sardana speaking and today we've got something really special in store for you. I got the chance to talk to five wonderful people from my local theatre, The New Vic, to learn more about their unique connections to the community and how important local theatres are. First, you'll learn about the people I've spoken to and then more about their experience of working in and around the theatre. Hiya, I'm Teresa Heskins. I'm the Artistic Director of the New Vic Theatre in Staffordshire. I'm Jill Rezzano and I'm Head of Education at the New Vic Theatre in Newcastle under Lyme. Hello, I'm Becky and I'm Education Practitioner at the New Vic Theatre. I'm um, Ismail Osborne. I'm a volunteer at the New Vic and I'm involved in the community theatre productions. Um, so I'm Sue Moffat and I'm the director of New Vic Borderlines. What's your first memory of the theatre or how did you first get involved with the New Vic? Well, when I was a young director, and often as a young director you can't make a living out of directing, so you do all sorts of other things and the directing is a, a bit that you're lucky to do occasionally, um, I was the administrator of a new writing development organisation that was based in Birmingham Rep but was part of a consortium for the whole West Midlands. So my role, and this was between about 1992 to 1994, something like that, my role was to bring together all the major theatres in the West Midlands to work to develop new writing. And so I used to work with the Coventry Belgrade and with the RSC and the Worcester Swan Theatre, which no longer exists, and the Birmingham Rep, which is where my office was, and the New Vic Theatre in Newcastle Underline. And so through that, I met Peter Cheeseman, who was the previous um, artistic director, Wenda, and also his associate director, Rob Swain. And I used to come up and see shows and eat in the restaurant and thought, what an amazing theatre this is. I needed another job. And I, I kind of knew about the New Vic Theatre, but it wasn't a place that I knew very well. I'd heard a lot about it, but actually I'd heard more particularly about Peter Cheeseman who was the artistic director and he I think he's still the longest serving artistic director in theatre history he was the um director continuously for about 35 years so he founded it he um created the kind of ethos around theatre in the round for us and he had a really really big reputation so I was very curious about place and and so on. My first memory is coming to see the Christmas Carol and I remember vividly remember um, sitting next to one of the uh, bomb entrances uh, next to the lamppost and I was absolutely astounded by how fabulous everything was but also um, couldn't understand the reason why I could see the whole audience. I was like why can I see all my friends from my school? My first memory was I got involved through Borderlines. My children both have autism and I was struggling to get a diagnosis for them. And Borderlines came to work with us via Healthwatch to help us do a presentation and talk about our feelings and our frustrations because we weren't being listened to. And I found it a really an amazing tool. It was very therapeutic. And then Pippa... Um, from Borderlines came to me and asked if I'd like to be more involved with the new Vic and she invited me to a project they were doing when they were doing the Snow Queen. I think you know going there going to a group and, and feeling part of something straight away and it was always coughing always coffee and biscuits um, when you go there as well which is a 
you know, something I like as well. As a an 18-year-old in 1979, I moved into to this area to go to Keele Uni and I ended up living in a student house on Hearts Hill Road and uh, if I stepped outside of my door and I looked to my left on the very next corner was a building which said the Victoria Theatre and it was a really kind of dusty kind of gloomy looking little building and I kind of didn't really fully believe that there could actually really be a theatre there. And um, a few months in, a mate of mine was doing um, an English degree and the Victoria Theatre was putting Hamlet on. So we both ventured down there and it was just amazing. You know, I'd never seen anything like it. It was so intimate. It was so stripped back. Um you felt like you were part of the story because um, the Victoria Theatre was in the converted cinema. Um, the seats were really, really uncomfortable, but it didn't matter because you just you were just there in that space and so close to um, the actors and the story. It was so powerful. I'd never seen theatre in the round before. What do you think um, your favourite, maybe a few of your favourites or the most memorable show you've, you've kind of watched at the New Vic? I suppose Around the World in 80 Days is one that I spent a lot of my life with because we did it in 2013 at the New Vic and then 2014 at the Royal Exchange in Manchester and at the New Vic and then in 2017 at the New Vic and on a national tour and then in 20, 2018 in Manchester again and 2019 on an international tour to America and um, performed on Broadway which was so exciting to see the words New Vic Theatre literally up in lights on Broadway right next door to Harry Potter. Can you just tell us a little bit about Around the World in 80 Days? So it's about a man who's a very um, I suppose they use the word typical Englishman, stereotypical Englishman, whatever that is, um, who um, is very uh, reluctant to travel or speak to people. He's really insular and, and retiring, um, but he finds himself forced into going around the world in 80 days. And as he goes around the world, he meets all sorts of people and his world picture expands, really. And one of the most amazing things for me, actually, about taking it to New York and then to Florida and it, first of all to Manchester, was I thought our audiences love this play and we've had a really warm reception, but I'm not sure that people elsewhere would respond to it in the same way. And yet what was amazing was that every single place we took it to, everybody responded just like a new Vic audience did. So I kind of came away with an affirmation of something that I really believe, which is that we've got more in common than divides us. And that's an important thing to be rem reminded of, I think, in the world. You know, all the ones I think that um, I've seen Borderlines do and education, just because they often involve young people who never believed that they would see themselves performing, behaving in a way that was quite different from how other people expect them to behave, um, rewriting your own story in, 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 in those respects. So I have to kind of say that I love I love watching those as well and the ones that we create with children and young people and, and, and the National Theatre Connection shows as well absolutely love those and the energy that goes into them um so yeah they'd be my highlights i think i'm going to mention the uh, nt connection shows as well because i just absolutely thrive off not only um seeing new stories come about that are um relative to young people but actually seeing 
a stage that is full of young people because I think the energy um, just it's it's inspiring to watch that so that gives me so much energy and I absolutely love those performances and I wish I could see them um, all the time. The strange and doing a Prudentia Heart about um, a young lady she's doing a PhD in, in poetry very serious young lady goes on a convention and then she ends up in another world and she ends up basically sort of with the devil, lies in with the devil. And visually it was one of the most stunning pieces of theatre I've seen. What I absolutely loved about it, as soon as we walked into the theatre, there was music. It was like going into an Irish or Scottish bar. It was just what immersive theatre should be. One of the most extraordinary things um, that I saw at the New Vic was a mountaintop which was a kind of a magical realism piece about Martin Luther King. And it just resonated. The night that I saw it at the New Vic was when uh, Joe Cox had just been killed. I hadn't, I'd gone into the theatre as a kind of a, a bit of an escape from the things that had happened during the day. But uh, the performance was so powerful. I was incredibly moved, actually. What is it about Theatre in the Round that makes it so so different and so special? Um, so, again, I'm, I'm a big history fan, as you can tell, whenever I answer a question, because it's always about where the history of where something's come from. So the, the idea of um, end-on theatre... Is, is, a, is something that was created kind of in the um, 18th century, really. You know, Shakespeare had that sense of um, a pit and an audience surrounding it and quite a rough and tumble of theatre. Um, but then theatre started to get a little bit more refined and a little bit more like pictures and started to develop um, a sense of a, the fourth wall, which is an invisible wall that divides the stage from the auditorium. And what the round does is kind of smash down that fourth wall. There's no room for it in the round um, and um, make the actors and the audience share the same space um, and um, be together in a room where the audience has a view of all of them at all times. So it's really interesting in the round that when you sit there as an audience member, you're not sitting looking at scenery that's going to be chucked in a skip at the end of the run or polystyrene or um, artwork designed to make something um, that's that's not real look real and um, what you're looking at is members of your community because they're the backdrop for every single play we do and of course your sightline is great for an audience member because you don't nobody sits back in row s or v or double d or whatever back there unable to see people's expressions and faces and being yelled at over uh, speakers the the audience is really really um close to that to the stage and so really engaged in it so i think that's for me, one of the remarkable things about theatre in the round is that it creates a kind of democracy between the actors and the audience. And I think that's one of the things that's unique about the New Vic and that democracy spreads out through our offices where we all usually have an open door policy and people can talk to each other and it spreads out into the community where we make sure that there's this reciprocal relationship between the theatre and the community. Um, and it spreads out across the country as well, in a way, because we, we have that relationship with a lot of um, industry partners and other audiences now as well. I think it's about proximity as well to the stage. <laughs> so again, I mean, even as an adult, if you're too far away from that experience in a theatre, you feel very separated from it. 
Um, and I think one of the huge benefits of, of our theatre to very young children as well, and especially if it's your first experience of theatre, is how close you can be to that experience. So, you know, often we'll have things like benches and banquettes, even on the stage itself, so that really young children can get very close to the action. The whole building, the whole architecture was made to bring people together. I can see it and I can hear it um, and I can feel it. I like the fact that I feel part of it. Um, so you'll have actors running alongside you and you can, I mean, you can see everything from different angles. My husband had never, my husband went to see Prince and Pauper for the first time and he said, he said it's so much better than going to the, the normal theatre because you, you feel more part of the show. You don't feel so detached from it. I think the magic of the new Vic stage is that you can have huge numbers of actors on there and it still feels really spacious and not overcrowded. And you can have just two actors on there and it doesn't feel overwhelming and empty. So it's, um, it's a really magical space. What do you think draws all of the new Vic in-house productions kind of together, like the new Vic spirit or style kind of thing? Well, we tried to make sure there's a lot of variety because we're serving a lot of different audiences. So, you know, it would be a fallacy to just talk about our audience because we've got a lot of audiences, although there are, in the Venn diagram, they often overlap at various points. And so we do try to make sure that there's a lot of different kind of shows available for them and a lot of different kind of artistic experiences, both in the building and out. But I think there is something that, as, as you've identified, that, 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 that they do have in common, which is um, a sense of democratic theatre making and um, valuing the ensemble. Um, and there are all sorts of things that are already in the inbuilt into the architecture of the theatre that does that. One is this, the sense of the round, as we've talked about, because if you have two actors in the round, I always say to, to people when I'm describing it, if this actor is Dame Judy Dench and this actor is a young man just out of drama school, the audience are going to spend as much time looking at the face of this young man, even if Jane Judy Dench has a two-hour monologue and he doesn't say anything, he's going to be just as important to the audience as she is because half the people are only going to see him reacting to her, so they're going to get their experience from that. So in that two-hander, that magical two-hander that I've just invented, um, Dame Judy Dench and the young man with no experience whatsoever are absolutely as important as each other because of that democratic um, relationship that the stage in the round stages demand. So I, I think that, that that sense of democracy that also comes from um, things like the seat pricing structure. In some theatres, if your ticket structures are that um, the cheaper tickets are up in the balcony, that they're further away from the magic of the actor. Whereas in ours, the balcony seats cost the same as the ones downstairs. There isn't a very wide seat, uh, ticket pricing structure. And um, what's interesting about that is it means that you're relationship your distance to the actor is not dependent on your economic collateral and therefore a marker of where you are economically in society it's just dependent on how early you managed to book you know time and time again teachers say to me about why they love bringing children that they that they they go away with such a solid warm memory of what they've seen and that's not always easy to do when you, you know, perhaps you take into a pantomime in a big theatre or, you know, wherever and, and you get kind of snatches of it. And um, so I, th I think, again, that that comes around to that amazing piece of storytelling machinery that we call the new Vic Auditorium. <laughs> that That is part of it as, as well. And when I mention new Vic to people, you know, people who do know about it, there's always 
fondness in their eyes. Well, there's people who've told me told me stories about how they were involved in the Christmas play when they were quite young and and all their memories. So that that's really nice. And I think it's I think it's because it's you know it's part of them and it's and it's got the history. Theatre's brilliant and theatre's wonderful. There's so many wonderful productions out there. But I think what you get when you go to the New Vic is you, you feel like you belong there and they're welcome. They welcome anyone. So, yeah, I do think, and I think that's what um, Peter Cheeseman wanted. I think that's what he wanted. He wanted to bring everyone together as one, actors, directors, the community. That's that's what he wanted. And then, and then, and I think he'd be very proud if he saw what was happening today. How do you think theatres in general and the Nuvix specifically sort of have a role in social change? Yeah, I, th- I think it does. And I think um, even the fact, I mean, what we do is a very political act. We bring, bring people together um, to, to kind of hear stories and to kind of think about society and, and all of those things. And and maybe especially when we're doing the outreach work and we are committing to communities to tell the stories of those communities and find out what is important to them um, and, and what those communities want to say about themselves. I think, you know, giving a vo- whenever you give a voice to anybody, that is, you know, that is a, an act of democracy. That is a political act because it's helping people to put their perspective of the world um, in front of other people. Um, and to think about um, their situation, because, you know, as as we were saying earlier, it's very easy to live in your own world and live in your own little space and not hear about how other people live. Um, and I think I think that is really, really important. So when we do those shows with our groups or with borderlines groups, you get an insight into other worlds and, and the ways in which other people live. And and I think, you know, what we try and do is help people to understand one another. Um, you know, it's, it, it, I, and I think that is incredibly important and bringing people together in that way is still, you know, is still at the heart of theatre. You know, in ancient Greek times, people, it was compulsory to go to the theatre. You had to go. And, and if people couldn't afford it, it was paid for because it was that important to, you know, to how that, how that community existed and the stories that it heard. Theatre for me is our opportunity to make sense of the world. Theatre gives us a kind of a mirror and a safe place in which we can really look at the things um, that ask us hard questions about who we are and who we want to be. So also for, you know, um, for me, a lot of the work that um, we do is very much around the Boal, Augusto Boal, give you real insight into the ambitions of the work and also some of the techniques. Um, but also, you know, those big traditional theatre practitioners like Stanislavski and Brecht, um, you know, I kind of summarise Stanislavski as somebody who wanted to understand the world. So the method that he created was to enable actors to step inside the shoes of the characters and understand the world from those perspectives. And I think that Brecht sought to change the world. So, you know, Brechtian theatre was really uh, very much about us looking at what was happening around us and actually the role um, and the responsibility that we all have collectively. So I think I think theatre has always and will always play 
that role in deepening understanding, raising aspirations and imaginations, um, celebrating who we are as human beings in society, but also, like I say, sometimes holding that mirror up where it's really difficult to look, but actually it's only by having that safe space to look at who we are and what we are doing that we have that opportunity to change the next version of who we are. Um, so all of those things. But also, you know, in the worst of times, um, these are the things that remind us that we're human beings. These are the things that remind us that we can think and feel and imagine and create. Um, and that's so important because once those things are taken from us, then we have nothing. And we lose empathy and we lose connection. We, we can't just survive by with food. We need our imaginations and our hearts filling up as well. And that's what theatre does. In few words, what would you say you're excited about for the theatre's future? Well, that's a big question, isn't it? At this time, it's, it's such a difficult time for the industry. I mean, we are posited on bringing people together. And here we are at a difficult time where people coming together is such a challenge. Um, I think the theatre industry is responding amazingly at finding ways to make sure that can happen in a way that um, offers security to people. And I think also I'm just amazed at how resilient and optimistic and positive the theatre industry is as a whole and the people within it, because the wonderful ideas and innovation that's coming out of it is kind of extraordinary, really. Um, and also the positivity of people, because for a lot of actors um, and other freelancers, they kind of were made redundant back on March the 23rd or whatever it is, but without any redundancy pay and without any knowledge of when they might, you know, no other job to go to and look for. So it's been, it's been really, really tough, actually. Um, but we are a positive and optimistic industry. Oh, I, I'm, this is this is fairly short term, but I'm 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 really really excited to have the groups back on site regularly, and we've had some lovely outdoor sessions. We've seen people, which has been fantastic. But to see people coming through the doors again regularly, that that is really you know what what I want to what I want to have before my eyes really. I'm excited for all these wonderful ideas that are hopefully going to light up the the theatre again and. And I'm, I've got every faith the new Vic will get it back. And I think that the little projects they're doing at the moment are, are, are fantastic. The fact they've come up with that, despite everything going on, these little ideas and working. I think this has been a time for creative people, really, to show just how creative they are, <laughs> because they've had to work with the worst situation. But to still be coming up with something says a lot for them. One of the things I'm excited about is that we continue to be relevant. And that's really shown by the numbers of people who come to the theatre um, and the number of people that we engage with every single year. We're, we are a shape-shifting theatre. We're, we're really in tune and in touch with our local communities. Um, we try to make sure that we bring the absolute best. And you know what? The thing that I'm really just delighted and excited by is that despite having to close down, 
what we've done is rise to the occasion. So, you know, the way that the creatives in the theatre have used their imaginations, the things they're producing, the way that we're going to continue to enthrall and entertain and educate is just fantastic. Um, so, yes, and long may it go on. Thank you for listening and I hope you enjoyed these interviews as much as I did. The link to my companion article, The New Vic, Establishing Community Through the Power of Theatre, will be available in the show notes and can be read on voicemag.uk. Voice is an online magazine for young people which hosts great content about art, culture, technology and politics. You can find it on social media at voicemag.uk. The Voice contributors are also on Instagram over at voice.extra. If you're looking for another podcast to listen to, the contributors release the Voice Extra podcast every Saturday, where they talk about the pieces they've produced and the culture they've been enjoying. If you like this podcast, please consider helping us out to make more with a donation of any amount at voicemag.uk slash donate. Thanks to Kevin McLeod for the use of his track, Thief in the Night. You can find more of his work on incomputech.com. Tom Innes was the executive producer.